What's up, Internet? It is 2021, and we're back with a brand new episode of Magical Boys. And if this is your first time listening to us, Magical Boys is a nerd podcast about games, anime, manga, and all of that good stuff in between from a queer perspective. And if this is your first time listening, again, I am part of your hostess combo pack. It is DJ, and I'm joined by my ever so lovely and ever so beardy brother from another mother in Atlanta, Ruben Medina. Oh man, we're in a great, great night in Atlanta tonight. Things are so chill. No stress. Yeah, great. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah, no, no um, voting going on. No, no major runoff of uh, determining the future of the country in some ways. Not, happening. not it's at fine. all. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Everything's uh, fine. Everything's fine, you guys. <laughs> I won't trust you guys talking about any of that because it's it's already stressful enough. Um, yeah. yeah, it's me. It's Ruben. Hello. It's the first. It's the first show of the new year, and hopefully not the only episode we do this year. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so for just like a little bit of background, um, Ruben and I were talking about recording, and it was right before the election. I think it was literally like a day or two before the election, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Do you want to record an episode?" And I was like, "Um." Uh, and like, I think my, my brain literally just shut down for a moment during that situation because I was like, so stressed out about the 2020 election. And I was like, I can't focus on anything else, but the election. (laughs) And I think I would have just been screaming into the microphone for a solid two and a half hours, just being like, ah, what's going to happen? So we yeah. ended up not doing that. And then then it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then it was Christmas. And now it's the new year. So we're back. So we're back. We and you know, that's, I think that's, uh, you know, um, mental health. Take, take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's, <laughs> nothing's really changed, but it's right. I, it's been like a little, bit, a little bit more time to just like let things calm down. Right. And, uh, you know, I've been playing games and watching stuff, but um, mm-hmm. it, talking about it is uh, is a, diff- a different thing. But I'm glad yeah. I'm glad to be recording again, so that we can, because uh, I like I like putting this out for the people that like to listen to it, and also it's it's like our way of talking to them too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy to be back um, in the recording booth. Well, not really a booth; it's just my guest bedroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, it feels really good to be back and to be talking to you about all of the shenanigans that we love so much together. Um, it has been it has been something that I have missed from my routine, so mm-hmm. definitely happy to be here. But um, I guess let's kind of like end cap our twenty twenty and what did we do to keep ourselves as sane as possible during the heightened anxiety, not only of COVID and the parallelogram that we are in but also just like the 2020 election and just like what did you do during the holidays this year because it was very different for everyone all over the world this year so how did you stay somewhat sane through all of this um yeah it's it's weird because like i was already i was i've been really so like i'm super super fortunate that i'm in a job in tech where i was already working from home on occasion so it wasn't Mm -hmm. a super new thing for me and um my job was really aggressive uh i think we started working from home uh we started making coming into the office optional back in like february or early march mm-hmm. um before things got really bad uh mm-hmm. and that's just been it 
Um, the the only the only thing that's been and otherwise it's been fine. It's like there's, I think the full impact of this whole thing on all of us from a like psychic damage perspective. Oh my god, yeah. Is I don't think I don't think any of us are gonna like be fully aware of it or fully mm-hmm. feel it for a little while. Like I think it's yeah. gonna be a minute before that's um before we all realize that. And so I think like certain things like us not recording for so long or like mm-hmm. a bunch of other things where it's like, oh yeah, that probably is because like normal depression. <laughs> but yeah, then yeah. there is this weird pandemic depression that's yeah. like invisible. Uh, mm-hmm. Even like, and I think we're all, a lot of us, if we have, if you're, if you're uh, not neurotypical and you deal with depression or anxiety, like it usually takes a long time to figure out that you have that and mm-hmm. then to deal with it and to like deal how to like learn how to live with it. And it was invisible that entire time. And yeah. then it's like this new invisible thing that also affects you in a similar way. So, um, you know, outside of <laughs> outside of that, um, it's been fine. I've been really lucky uh, to to like still have my job mm-hmm. and still get to do uh, creative stuff, uh, not as often, but here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been like lo- like watching lots of watching lots of shows and playing yes. lots of games, yes. um, and like trying to make sure like I go outside for a walk on occasion, um, like outside away from people, or um, trying to like. Uh, I, I bought like a VR headset because a lot of my friends were just like, "Hey, we all like play poker together in VR and do stuff together in VR." So I was like, well, "Let me do that." And like, Beat Saber is a game that'll you know yeah. get me on my feet. Um, yes. Lots of trying to figure out how to like not be a fat ass at home <laughs> and, and ways yes. like, what works. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because the the Grubhub is real, the DoorDash oh. is real, the just curbside uh, pickup for food is real. So. These- it, I mean, the, the ease of it all, like, I mean, one of the, one of the benefits of being in a pretty big and diverse city is having access to like those services. And also, um, just to get it out there, uh, fuck prop 22. Um, oh, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, we're not going to, we're not going to get into it, but I just want to make sure that that's clear. Fuck prop 22. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I definitely have felt some of the, the impacts of, being at home and working from home for the past almost year at this point. And we had, my husband and I had gone to the mall to go do some Christmas shopping for nieces and nephews and and whatnot. And when I went up a flight of stairs at the mall and when I tell you, I was like fully winded. (laughs) Like it was, I was like, this is not good. This is not, not good. Something absolutely has to change. Like, I need to do something to stay more active. And fortunately, my husband has basically turned our garage into a uh, our personal uh, 24-hour fitness. So I literally have no excuse. There is, like, a squat rack um, and an exercise bike and free weights in the garage. So I need to definitely uh, take um, advantage of that just so that I'm doing something to keep moving and all that stuff. Because both my work and my hobbies are... All about sitting at a desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just in the same seat all day. That's the yeah. thing that's been um, uh, that's the thing that's been hard is uh like yeah. living in a we're not like in a small apartment, but we're like mm-hmm. in a apartment that doesn't have a lot of extra room for like right. two people that work from home and like Aaron doing art and illustration. A lot of her stuff takes up a lot of space. Um, yep. 
so like space is at a premium here so it's like man i would love to have like room for like a, like a garage to have mm-hmm. like a squat rack or like a bench um yeah. so it's been like trying to find i just bought one of those it was on sale it's like a really really small like stair stepper mm-hmm. that's like not a whole lot bigger than like like the size of what your feet are and you can like easily put it under stuff and yeah. i was just like let me do that and actually i got on it and i was just like this was making my thighs hurt so <laughs> in a good way like the way it should so good like, good what if i get a quarantine ass um yes get that pandemic donk um mm-hmm. is what i'm trying to do and i want to i also want to clarify in case you're a new listener for some reason i know that we've said we're not going to talk about that a couple of times about things that are happening in the world um this isn't a podcast that shies away from ever talking about politics or how fucked up things are but yeah. it's also shit that you guys are getting inundated with constantly right. like everywhere you go so for the most part um unless we are going to talk about something like deep dive into it or like talk about it quite a bit we'll usually preface that we will um because we just want to give you guys the ability to escape some of that stuff yeah. um but by no means uh by no means does this podcast attempt to say like apolitical or whatever other bullshit that is oh absolutely not absolutely not it is Mm-mm. it is it is too fuck loud 12 <laughs> it is fuck 12 all day it is a cab all day eat the rich like mm-hmm. like Black Lives Matter, like, and again, like, not all Black Lives Matter, unless our trans lives matter as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are going up for Black Lives, it has to be for all of us. It has to and be And all of that for, shit isn't yeah. a 2020 bumper sticker or catchphrase that shit carried no. on into 2021. Because right. all y'all, before 2021 started, all y'all forgot about BLM. Right. Like, there was that summer yeah. where everyone was like, yo, we, we're looking for black creators to hire for jobs this summer. And I'm like, where's that shit Oh, go? so, okay, so let me, so, so, so let me, so let me, let me, let me, let me get into that really quick. Let me, let me, let's talk about let it. me just get this off my chest because the way that I have been stewing on this all summer and, and through the holidays, <laughs> I've had it. Okay, so this summer, if you weren't on Twitter or just on social media in general, which, I mean... I don't know how you could not be at this point, but if you are, it's probably for the best that you're not. But anyway, so with the height of the Black Lives Matter movement this summer and with what happened with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all of the countless other Black lives that have been lost prior to that and since and beyond them. So what a lot of industries have decided to do is their like performative allyship and like for instance the simpsons they were like so we are going to make sure that you know the characters that are of color on our show are voiced by those same people of color and it's like nobody asked for that like it's it's appreciated but like thanks i guess but like are you like doing anything else besides that and then all of these other like creative places like like, people were hiring for, like, animation jobs and games and all that stuff. So, basically, during the middle of all of this, where the emotional bandwidth of black and brown bodies are, like, reeling from what has happened with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and, again, all the other lives that have been lost since then, they're like, hey, so I know that you're basically grieving for all this shit that's happening right now, but can you get your portfolios together so that we can offer you this opportunity to 
like be mentored by people that work in various creative industries. I know, and that, it's like, I know that you're grieving, but can you hustle? Yeah, but can you also hustle? Like, can you hustle right now a little bit? Oh my god. Um, yeah, because you know, I I'm built different. Because I'm built different, so you know, I don't need a two thousand dollars stimulus check. I'm cool on six hundred, and I'll just hustle harder for the rest that of it. Did you tweet. See, did you see that best. fucking tweet? Did you yes, see that I did. shit? Absolutely. Yes. I, I was like punching the air. Like, I was so mad. I'm like, give me your check then. Yeah. Give me your check. Give me your $600 check. If you don't need it. Yeah, yeah. If you're built different, if you're built so fucking different, (laughs) go hustle your own $600 and give Mm -hmm. me yours. I'll give you my Venmo, Cash App, whatever you need. Like, I will give it, I will give it to you so you can give me your $600 check. I will get another P, I will get another PS5. Capitalism (laughs) has y'all fucked all the way up it is a disease and to which i say get well soon bitch because (laughs) y'all are out here saying the absolute dumbest shit on the internet on beyonce's internet in the year of our lord 2021 you catch me in the the dumbest shit in like in the cards aisle looking for like capitalism fucked you up cards like that's what i'm like like where what's where's that like birthdays grandfather's birthdays (laughs) Uh, sexy 70s like we know whatever the, whatever they are sorry about your dog like where is it like capitalism fucked you up and i'm sorry about it it's like girl the Hallmark. way that oh my god the way that capitalism has brainwashed so many people i'm like y'all have got to look at the words that you are literally saying and putting on the internet and send and pressing send on twitter and being like yep i did that girl what delete the account just delete the whole account and start over again. I feel like this is also this this is also like a a whole rabbit hole of like I don't know if this was just me, but like around that entire thing, it was like I expect this foolishness from white people for sure. Um, right, but like it was a lot of people of color, especially like a lot of black men. Um, when it's your own like, fucking people, <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" But that's like that's because and like Latino yeah. men have this thing too, right? Where it's that yeah. like it's that pride and machismo thing, where it's yep. like, "Oh yep. no, I'm not gonna take handouts." You work if you aren't uh, if you can't hustle and get that money for yourself, you're not a real man. And I'm like, this dumb, yeah, this dumbass shit. <laughs> like this is the dumbest take that you could possibly have. Absolutely. You're like, oh, I'm so cool with working three full-time jobs and never seeing my family ever again or being able to sleep. It's like, y'all, like, this, like, hustle hard mentality, like, literally has y'all fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is not a saying that there isn't value in working hard to get the things that you want. But, like, you shouldn't have to work multiple full-time jobs to make ends meet one full-time job should be able to support you and your family there's like, there's a someone posted it's like a, a, a line from night in the woods like problems with the creator of that game aside that's yeah. like you get you like you get that job that's supposed to be like that like you get a job that's supposed to like buy you a house but yeah. that job just ends up being what pays for rent that job just ends up being what pays for you to live at home with your parents like that's right. always how it feels right yeah so it's just like it's not about how hard we're working right because um, hard work is a good thing like, yeah putting work into what you love is a good thing ambition yeah. is a good thing but your existence and you being able to like have basic necessities and needs to live should never be connected to that shit 
Right. Like, working 16-hour shifts is not a personality trait. No. Like, like, and why, like, I don't think that's a flex. Like, Mm-mm. like, the expression work smarter, not harder should be at the top of more people's minds. Like, you have to be able to, I mean, it's, it's hard because, again, we live in this capitalist society where, like, it is next to impossible, especially in the United States, that the minimum wage anywhere is not sustainable for mm-hmm. an individual to be able to support themselves fully and save or, or anything. But, like, you have to rest, you have to sleep, you have to take care of yourself so that you can get up the next day and go to work and bust your ass to get the things that you want. And, again... Because people on the internet don't understand what nuance is. Like, there's nothing wrong with working hard for what you want, but like within reason. Like, I think it's sh- in. I think it's in Germany. I think it is. My friend was talking mm-hmm. talking to me about like where um, if you do overtime, like you get reprimanded, and not because they're like it's not because it's like a work life balance thing that Germany has yeah. like, way better. Though it's, I'm sure it's yeah. better than here, but it's because like. Oh, if you need to work overtime, that means like you're not like you're somehow not doing your job right. If right, you have to be here longer. So it's yeah. like it's a it's a weird thing of just like whereas America is just like well if you can always be working though, and mm-hmm. that's why it's wild to me that like that shit has us so fucked up. You look at um uh the uh, uh fuck the developer who made Hades and Bastion, yeah. um yeah. whose name super I'm, giant. Is, Super giant, yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a great article recently about um in like big contrast to CD Projekt Red, um mm-hmm. and the crunch culture there. Uh, there's a great article recently about how Super Giant like not only is there like PTO, there yeah. is forced PTO, and there is forced like cool. You guys can't be in the office after these hours. You guys can't come in on weekends. Like yeah. they institute specific things so that even if there's people at the company who like have that personality type of like, I want to keep working on this thing. I want to keep mm-hmm. doing this thing. It's like, you need to step back for a second yep. and take some time to be with family and take some time to like do things for you. And like, mm-hmm. I can't control what you do at home, but I'm not going to facilitate you working your ass off and working crazy right. by making it so that like, you can't come in to do these things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's wild. Um, which I guess is a, 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 a a segue of sorts into I did play uh, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, uh, as far as stuff we've been doing, yeah. um, that game is good. Okay, the conditions that it was it was made in suck. Yeah. The way that CDPR launched it in a completely broken state uh, sucks. Um, the the way they did basically everyone who has PS four non pro and Xbox uh, one non X hardware the game like barely runs mm-hmm. is dirty um i'm glad that we saw a bunch of companies be like yo like you can here's a refund like sony took yeah. it off the store which is yep. wild which is wild wild i think it's happened once once before i can think of in the past like decade maybe mm-hmm. um they don't do that usually uh so all of that stuff uh the thing with with cdpr and, <clears throat> and, and that game which i won't talk about at length because yeah. um, if if it's a game that you want to play, you you'll probably you're probably already have played it, uh, and if you don't want to, um, for various like reasons, those are legit. Um, it seems like a company that probably has lots of really usually like developers and artists and shit are like lots of really chill people that are yeah. passionate, but the company's being run by assholes who are 
making these big decisions and yep. make the big money and they're the really stupid awful ones um that game's marketing campaign was so much edgier and so much like Gamergate adjacent than anything that's actually in that game yeah like that game comes across pretty tame mm-hmm. um and like there's for like the way i describe it to a friend is like for every like good thing that game does though it just ends up being like a a zero sum to me because it's like that game has really shitty transphobic ads in it yeah um that there's articles about like at this point almost a year ago i want to say um there's also a really really good trans character in the game and like i think they handle a lot of stuff around her character great um there's uh there's a lot of like interesting queerness in the game like there's a lot of these things in the game where i'm like this is cool representation that you don't get to see that often yeah um but then there's dumb shit where your pronouns are attached to whatever voice type you choose, Ugh. which is awful. Like that yeah. sucks. Um, because if you're if you're trying to play that game as someone who who uh, you know uh, is doesn't ascribe to a certain gender or, or is trans or whatever else, like uh, voice is so much more. I know for a lot of people that uh, like transition, um, uh, voice is so much more of an important like thing for them yeah. than like anything to do with genitals. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game is very much like genitals because it's the people running that shit are 12 year olds, you know? Right. So yeah, like, and one, just one quick thing on that yes. and I'll let you get back to what you were saying. Um, my, like, that's one of the biggest frustrations for me too, is like, if you're going to have like the whole thing about the game was be who you want to be, but with, but with certain caveats. Right. Um, because I, I asked a couple of friends, I was like, Hey, so like, yes, you've got dick options and vagina options or, like, no genitals or whatever options in the game. But, like, are there any different body types that you can pick from? No. It's, like, the it's the it's the one with a penis and, the, and like, the one with boobs. Like, they're the two, like, body types that they have. So it's, like, again, like, if you're going to be a game that's all about anybody being whoever they want, like... There should be options for being able to, you know, have different body types. Yes, that probably means more work, but like, you know, I, I just feel like it's arbitrary. And like the voice thing, I feel like it's so arbitrary for them to lock the way that your voice sounds. Like your pronouns are locked based on that. Like especially as someone, as a queer person who is super self conscious about their voice, mm-hmm. um, and have been my entire life, like that is something that is, I don't want to say, I don't think that it's triggering for me, but it definitely like rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. because I mean, people that have listened to this podcast, I have like a very weird voice. <laughs> like, I think my voice is really weird. I mean, it's, it's like, cute, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Like, it's, like, it's cute. It's not yeah, weird, but <laughs> and thank you. Um, And it's, and it's something that's kind of like, it's definitely a sore spot for me. Like I remember when I was working at Apple and I just transferred to a different store and one of my coworkers was mocking my voice. And I was like, I know that I'm new here um, to this specific particular location. And this is something that hasn't ever really come up before, but can you please not mock my voice? Cause it's something that is very, very like, like it's, it's a pain point for me. <laughs> so like that, that frustrates me that mm-hmm. the fact that pronouns are locked behind what voice filters you do in that game. That's super frustrating. I don't like that. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause it's like, 
when I when I try to like when I try to like look at it from like objectively, what do other games offer? It's like mm-hmm, technically mm-hmm. they're offering more options than most games do around that. Oh, stuff, absolutely. But it's absolutely. Like, but it's that weird thing where it's like you're offering this thing, but you guys like it's it's I describe this like when I talk to friends about stuff where like people take like a racism one oh one like class right. like through social right. media. Yeah. Or like um they like take like a queerness or like whatever else where like and like I'm guilty of it to some degree because I know that there's aspects about like the trans community and other communities that like my understanding of isn't that deep. Um, right. That's the thing that I need to like continually educate myself on to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm like being respectful and chill. And fuck knows, I, I will fuck up and say stuff that's if I haven't already in this podcast. Like, right, right. That's not quite right. Um, yeah. But it's like the game, especially a game that's like cyberpunk. It's about like transhumanism, being able to change and own who you are completely is such a big aspect of like that mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. To be like, we're going to give you these options to really be whoever you are, but then to, like, not just take that one extra step of, like, decoupling voice. Yeah. Voice from, excuse me, decoupling voice from uh, what pronouns are used for you. Yeah. And I don't know, like, as I don't don't know how that that game's built. Like, maybe as a developer, maybe that isn't a quick patch. Like, maybe that shit is so, like, entangled deep in the game, it would be impossible. Like, not impossible, but it would be intensely difficult to fix when that game is broken as shit as it is anyway. Right. Um, but that means that someone early on in the process, when they were thinking about this stuff, there was no one in the room early on to be like, right. hey, before we couple these things together, before we yeah. make these systems work this way, yeah, we should make it so that those things aren't connected. Um, right. Because that'll, like, truly be immersive. So, mm-hmm. all those problems aside, um, and I, okay, there also, I think the game has some issues with race as well. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, and this is kind of the game in general. The game wants to have things in it, but doesn't want to actually engage with those things. So, right. like, the Voodoo Boys, um, which in the original Cyberpunk are, like, white dudes that are basically, like, co-opting black culture. Yeah. Um, and in this game, they're actually black. Um, and kind of, like, their whole deal is they don't actually practice Voodoo, but it is about, like, kind of keeping it, like, a Haitian culture alive. Mm-hmm. Their shit in that game is mega interesting. Every character that you deal with from them, like, fucks you over in some fashion, though. And that feels weird. And that feels off. Um, There's a region, like, the region, Pacifica of Night City, that they're in. Like, that's their whole area that the cops, like, don't fuck with anymore. And, like, that feels weird and that's off. Or, like, that's where, like, you see black people in other parts of the game. But that's, like, the kind of, like, black, like, enclave in the Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. And that feels weird. And also, like, every gang... Except for the Moxes. The Moxes are a gang of sex workers, which, like, some of that shit in the game is great. Yeah. That's, like, liberating and, like, being chill with, like, like, like liberating and helping sex workers is a big yeah. quest line in that game. And then, like, they also still, like, fuck up a bunch of it as well. Yeah. And so, like, every gang in the game outside of the Moxes are, like, racially based. So it's, like, a gang of Mexicans. There's a gang of, like, Japanese dudes. It, it's all based on that. Yeah. But, like, you never really see them interact. Right. That's never a thing that comes into play. Um, so it just feels weird. And for, like I said, for every moment where I, I go like, oh, that's a cool and like pretty progressive way to do this. Mm-hmm. There's something that happens like two seconds later or someone says shit two seconds later. I'm just like, well, yeah. all the goodwill that you just built up for me just went away. So for me, right. if you like Fallout, <laughs> it's a Fallout game. Yeah. Like it's 100%. It plays like Fallout. It feels like Fallout. It has okay writing. I think that is mainly um, heightened by... Uh, the the uh, the voice Sherry Lay is the voice actress for uh, Femme V, mm-hmm. and she kills it. 
Her performance nice. is fucking amazing, which I love because Sherry Lay has been in anime for a long time mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of stuff, but she hasn't really had like a big high profile video game thing. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously huge. So I'm like happy for her for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all, all said and done, like I enjoyed the game a lot, but it's it's not as edgy as it feels like it wanted to be. It doesn't say as much as I think it, as it said it wanted to. Yeah. And that's to me, it's like that's what happens when you have a game made by immature dudes that don't actually truly engage with any of the shit they want to have in their game. They just yeah. want to have it in there for it to be controversial or yeah. whatever else. Um, and that's what that's what we keep seeing in video games, period, because it's still yeah. like a bunch of white guys. And yeah. I, and I would be remiss to talk about like. Poland is also going through, like, uh, queer rights in Poland are fucked right now. Yeah. Like, it is a, a, I need to, like, read more about it, but, like, that is a problem over there right now. Mm-hmm. I think abortion is essentially illegal over there right now. Like, oh they are God. going through a pretty big um, crisis of human rights in general. Yeah. Um, and CDPR is a Polish company. CDPR yeah. actually has a bigger GDP than the entire country of Poland. Like, they, oh them as a company are worth more than that whole country. That's crazy. Um, it's crazy. So I'm sure there's people there that are good people that are like want to fight for those rights and things, but it's yeah. also a game being made in the country where like that's a big issue they're dealing with right, right. now. So right. anyway, it's messy. Um, <laughs> but that's that's my cyberpunk review. It's messy. Yeah. <laughs> it's messy. It's a fun game that's really messy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely glad that I held off on purchasing that. Mm-hmm. Because... <laughs> I, I, I used a Russian VPN to buy it for $20 for PC. So, <laughs> so I felt a little bit better. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Like, then I got like a little bit of my money, but, <laughs> but not, but not um, a lot of it, <laughs> but in good stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm playing, I'm slowly working through Aegis Rim, which Aegis Rim yes. is 13 Just Sentinels, Sentinels. Aegis Rim. Yeah. Um, it's, the story is really good so far, but I feel it's one of those games where like early on, the story is like almost impenetrable. Yeah. You're just constantly just like, this is cool. I have, I don't know what it means yet, or I yep. don't know what it's leading to, Right. but I do like it. So I'm excited to like get to the point of the game where like everything kind of starts falling into place and you get to see the, the bigger story. Um, mm-hmm. And the gameplay is actually fun. I actually like the combat in that game. Me too. I was really surprised that I was going to like the combat in Aegis Rim because from the outset, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be, like, super into this. Because this is very different for Vanillaware in terms of, like, a mm-hmm. gameplay system. So, I'm pleasantly surprised that I like the way that the combat feels. Um, yeah, like, it. I mean, it's such, like, a zoomed out... It feels like an RTS almost, but it's still turn-based. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, it's it's really interesting. I really It's kind like... of, like, tower defense in a way, too? Yes, yes, I yeah. would say so. Yeah, um, I do like that there is um, a character that is, I think, canonically non-binary. Because um, they say in... Did you do all the prologue? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit spoilery, so um, if you haven't played Aegis Rim of uh, 13 Sentinels, you might want to skip this part, and we'll make a note yeah. on the on the show notes of when to skip to. The but prologue's like the first two hours of the, the game. The first two hours of the game, yeah. So I'll get into the spoiler stuff in three, two, one. So there's um, there's that character. I, it's the boy that likes a yakisoba pun a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, he encounters that character. And then, and then the character's like, 
Like some binaries work for, for people, others and some and some don't, and they don't work for me. And I'm like, work, bitch. Like my 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 gay ass is so jaded because like yeah. I, I think Aaron was in the room with, room with me because like yeah. you like meet like at like you're at like a temple or something in the woods. I think when you have that conversation with that character, yeah, yeah. And we were both just like, huh? Wait, what did they say? Yeah. Huh, okay, that's cool. Right. But also, hmm. It was right. like where it's like like. It, and this happens a lot with Japanese developers yes, in yes. anime-ass games where it's like, you can't tell if they're actually, like, repping, uh, yeah. doing representation, or yeah. if there's going to be some, like, weird bullshit cop-out for it, like, yeah. in a couple hours. So, like, that was me, where I was just like, I hope this is it, because this is cool. Yeah, that's, and I like yeah. the idea here. Exactly. Uh, but I, I'm terrified it's going to be, like, super transphobic in, like, two hours. Oh, yeah. I'm like, please, I'm like, please don't be transphobic. Please, 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 please don't be transphobic. I feel like someone would have... I think for the most part, internet's been really, really good about not talking, um, like, spoilers about that game. Yes. But I feel like if there was something like that, people would have been talking about it. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been addressed. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more than certain that somebody at Waypoint has played 13 Sentinels. and they, sure. And they absolutely would have talked about it already. But I've seen nobody really talk about it, so... Hopefully that bodes well for that representation for that character in the game. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it too. I just finished the prologue. Um, every time I go to sit down to start playing it, like something else comes up. So mm-hmm. like something where that's going to take me away from a while. Because I, wa- I really want to sit with it for at least uh, three to four hours at a time. Yes. Like I, it's not a game that you can just like pick up for 15 minutes and then put down. So um, yeah, I definitely want to spend more time with it so I can get into the meat of the game now that I've done with the prologue. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you... largely a visual novel, right? So, like, yeah. when I sit down with it, I want to, like... I kind of want to, like, do, like, a chapter of each character, almost, or, like, a chapter yeah. of, like, half of the characters on the roster. Because you can choose... Yeah. Um, you can choose, like, which character's chapter you play. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also, like... They give you, uh, like, a di- they give you diagrams, basically, so that you can see branches from you making different decisions. If you want to yeah. go back to those moments to make different ones, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I feel the same way where it's like, I do a lot of my gaming late at night now, mm-hmm. and like, it's a visual novel, which is not super great usually for me to like, be really engaged late at night when maybe I'm getting a little bit sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I'm I'm going slow with it, but I do, yeah. it's it's also just, it's really pretty. It's really, really pretty. Yeah. Like, I'm playing it on my PS5, because it's finally like the first system that I have that's 4K, mm-hmm. and playing it on a 4K television I'm like, man, everything is so sharp and crisp. And, like, our television's pretty big in the living room. Yeah. So it's just nice to see these really, really big, beautifully rendered um, anime characters. Like, it's, visually, it's just stunning. I love it. Um, I played Miles Morales. That game slaps. So good. So like, good. Like, it's... it's. I mean, I liked I liked the Spider-Man game, the normal uh, Peter Parker one that came out before. Um, yeah. But I'm like, I don't know... After Miles Morales, I'm like, I don't need a second Peter Parker game. Like, yeah, just I don't want another Peter Miles Parker game. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do feel like there's been there's been rumors that I do feel like instead of getting a second Spider-Man game or a second Miles Morales game, I think the next game is just going to be both of them. Like, I yeah. have a feeling there's going to be some sort of co-op or something. Yeah, there's going to be like a Spider Verse moment, like with that, mm-hmm. at least with the two of them in it. But yeah, yeah, like that. I haven't played an action game where I've actively wanted to 100% it so badly. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't gone back to it now that I've finished the campaign because I've moved on to other games, but I really want to go back to it and get all the rest of the stuff. Like, it was just so good and, like, a really good way to, like, 
ring in the new console generation on PS5 because it just looks incredible on yeah, the PS5. It's gorgeous. And it's gorgeous. it is like so snappy and quick, like with the load times and everything. Like you jump from like the from like the launch screen of the PlayStation to the game, if it, it feels like nothing. It's yeah, it's incredible. So yeah, if you it, so even if you're playing it on PS4, you're still gonna get an incredible experience. But mm-hmm. like it, it's a marvel on the five. It looks oh, it, it looks nice, in, DJ. <laughs> a marvel, huh? A marvel, but I'm yeah. <laughs> it's marvel, baby. Exactly. Um, When's marvel? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been playing a little bit. I just started some of like Ghost of Tsushima. Like I yeah. played the first couple hours. It's really pretty. Very. pretty. It seems good. I just don't know. It might be too open world generic. Mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. like i like what i've played so far but like versus i don't know something about spider-man's open world is really really fun for me yeah um yeah i don't know what it is it hasn't like got its claws in but i also haven't played a whole lot so yeah. i need to go back to that um but my my backlog is gross as it always is there's too many <laughs> things to play yeah and let's see what else have i been playing so the majority of my holiday season has been spent playing final fantasy 14 Mm-hmm. And this is the finally because like I've I've really liked everything about that game ever since it dropped. Like I loved everything about it, and I just never was able to get into it because I didn't have like a solid group of people to play with. So I've kind of like fallen off every time that I've played it up until now. Um, so I feel like it's like been the perfect pandemic game since I've been at home. So um, there's actually. Um, we've made a free company, um, for the game that's, like, tangentially related to the show, so it's, like, people that are in our Discord server, which we will provide a link to for you to come into when this episode airs, um, it's been really cool to interact with people that love Final Fantasy XIV, and we're hopefully going to have more people that are from the, the Magical Boys Discord server to come and start playing the game with us, because... There's about, like, I think 15, 20 members of the free company right now. And probably active, like, super active players are probably about 10 to 11. And it's been great to just, like, play this game with a group of queer folk. And everybody is so willing to help. So um, a big shout out to um, our friend Brady and his partner Matt for really putting together the free company and doing a lot of the work. And then we have a member of the free company that's, um, their name is Felix and has done so much work for the FC, like just the sweetest person and has really, really, really just like shown up for the group and made the Final Fantasy 14 experience really, really fun and just super enjoyable. So that's kind of been my comfort go-to game for the, for the pandemic. And I've had a lot of fun and something with that game in particular that really clicked for me this time was honestly the character that I made. And in the previous times that I've played this game, I've been like a cat girl and I've been like just like a giant woman before in the past. And then when I first played it in 2015 or 2016, I made like a random like human character that kind of looked as close to me as possible. But this time around, I made a Rogadin, which is, like, the big, big dude characters. Um, And I kind of just, like, fell in love with that character. And Mm. I think what helped me fall in love with my own character in this game is, like, as I'm constantly exploring 
my relationship to gender and what that means and do I need to have one and whatever, what does it mean to be more masculine presenting, but to not really subscribe to like traditional gender uh, roles and all that stuff. Like being able to play this character that's like very, very big, like this big, like big arms, like just like towers over the other characters, but also, but be able to present that character as also visibly very queer has like really made me feel like good. Like, I feel like I've been able to kind of express myself in a way that I can't really do in real life because it's not a fantasy video game. <laughs> so being able to kind of like express this character and be like a very obviously queer looking character in the game, like my character, like, or just like, I guess very horny looking character in the game. Like anytime that I can design an outfit for my character, that's like as revealing as possible but still have, like, armor and cool shit on it. Like, I've really gravitated to that. And it's just been really fun. And it's been cool to kind of, like, encounter other characters in the game because in your, uh, like, chat box or whatever, it shows, like, various actions that other players are doing. And it's cool because, like, other random players have, like, inspected my character and they were, like... Or you can kind of, like, look and see their gear and what they're wearing and all that stuff. And people have been like, hey, like, really cool character, really cool glamour set that you made for your character. And so, like... It helps that the Final Fantasy XIV community is really, really positive and very, very friendly. It's so, really queer, too. And it's super fucking queer. So, yeah. like, people are, like, really, really nice. And everyone has been super chill. And it's been awesome to kind of be able to express myself in a way that I can't in real life. And, yeah, it's been really cool just to, like, have that game and really fall in love with the player character that I made. And, and also just have a group of queer folk to play with. And that's just been awesome and if you want to play with us um, i'll make sure that we tweet out when the episode goes live uh links to our free company uh a twitter account and where you can go to join our free company if you're actively playing final fantasy 14 our characters and free company are on the um crystal data center and on the goblin server so that's where we play mm -hmm. but yeah it's been yeah, my comfort did. game it's great I need to start playing with y'all again because I was yeah. having, um, you know, me like I, I, I'm sort of social, but mm -hmm. I'm, I think I'm weird when it's when it comes to playing games socially. Yeah, because like, I always feel awkward about being like not like beholden to people around me. Yeah, but like I kind of like to just go off and do my own thing a lot yeah. of times. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want people to have to feel like they have to go do that thing too if they don't need to or they don't want to. Like, yeah, I play Destiny largely solo unless I'm doing mm -hmm. a raid or something that like, you have to have people to play with. Yeah. Um, so like. But yeah, like, although there's a reason why I think, like, given the choice every time I get to do a character creator, I almost always pick, like, the smallest femist woman I can make. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is, like, like my character's, like, a really, I think she's really short, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. She's, like, a really short cat girl who's really cute, and I love she's her. She's super cute. Um, And, like... That's because, like, it's games, especially games with character creators, which is, again, like, going back, talking about, like, uh, cyberpunk, like, why that's so disappointing when they fail mm -hmm. uh, serving people at a point is, like, it's a, such a cool way to explore, yeah. um, like, your own feelings or just, like, in, mm -hmm. I think because of, like, the way the world is, I never realized that's what I was doing. Like, I never yeah. realized that that was, like, a way for me to do that until, you know, probably not even until... Even when it, when I realized I was queer, I think I didn't realize that I was doing that in video games. Yeah. Um, you know, probably not. Maybe 
four, five years ago, I think, is when I started making that connection of just like, yeah. oh, like maybe this it means something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe this means something about like my own gender and how I feel and then um uh like how I how I refer to myself and how I feel about like my my masculinity versus my femininity, etc. Yeah. Um and fourteen is just really fun. I think I think if I could like if I could convince Aaron to get into it, which I don't think mm. is going to happen because yeah. she played MMOs when she was younger. She's like done that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I know that if I get super into th- something, it's like addictive personality. It'll be like too intense. Yeah. Um, and I know like also just certain things like I think some things about MMOs don't uh, are not as interesting for her anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I think when you have a, if your significant other is like really into it, yeah. then it's like easier to hop into. Cause I know like Brandon plays. Yeah. So that also made it really, really uh, way more approachable is that Brandon is also playing. So we can play together. He's part of the FC as well. Um, yeah. And just to kind of give you a little bit of clarity and for you and for people that are listening. So if you kind of play even multiplayer games, like very solo in our free company, we absolutely support that. So mm-hmm. we are very much like, Feel free to come in and hang out with us in voice chat if you're comfortable all you want. Um, or just chat with us in the in-game chat. We're happy to do that. Like, we have a bunch of members of our FC that we haven't played with because we're just trying to get through the the main story quest stuff. And are doing different things. And that's totally fine. But if you ever needed help with something, like, like oh, I want to run a dungeon but I don't want to do it with randoms. Mm-hmm. Um, c- can three of y'all come with me? Absolutely. We were always w- uh, willing to do that. And something for you, I'm not sure if Brady hit you up and talked to you about this, but um, in Shadowbringers, which is the most current expansion, they Mm -hmm. introduced this mechanic called the trust system. And so what the trust system is, it's a mechanic in which where you can play through all of the story content, which includes the the Duty Finder dungeon raids, which in the past three expansions, you would be playing with other player characters. Mm -hmm. But you can run through it with the NPCs that are part of your group in the game. And yeah. which is great. I'm sad that they didn't implement that. They didn't uh, retroactively implement that to the entire game. Cause I would imagine that it would require a ton of work to be able to do that for essentially four and a half years of content to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are so many variations, especially in the base game of Realm Reborn. There are, there are multiple levels of the same dungeon that they don't do anymore. Um, but that would be probably difficult to implement. But the trust system actually works really well in Shadowbringers, which is great. Because that helped me get through some dungeons when, like, oh, I'm just going to hop on for a little bit and, like, run through some some MSQ stuff and then hop out. It was really helpful to be able to do that when most of the people that are in our FC weren't online. Like, they're at work or they're just playing another game to play something different. Mm-hmm. Um it's really, really good and really helpful. And what I like so much about it, too, is that it also gives you more insight into the characters and their personalities as well. Because they will, they will say stuff during like that's canonically like related to the story and to where you're at in the game and the characters and their personalities and all that stuff. It's really sweet and it's really, really good. So if you're not interested in playing through three and a half, four years of content by playing through A Realm Reborn, Heaven's Ward, and a, and a Stormblood... You can buy, I think it's like 18 bucks, you can buy a skip to level 70, which puts you at the beginning of Shadowbringers. Um, and you can go back and play through the old content whenever you want with the new game plus mechanic. So Yeah, I'm kind of tempted yeah. to do that just to... Yeah. A, because like I also know, like, I know that A Realm Reborn is, like, 
from what I understand, like the worst of Final Fantasy fourteen. It's, it's a bit of a good. slog. It's it's good. It's a slog. And they did they basically did a Realm Reborn abridged now. So they mm-hmm. cut out a ton of stuff. It's still a lot to get through, like overall from the rest of the expansions, because a Realm Reborn was the only part of the game for three years. So yeah. there's a lot of content that they added into that game over the course of three years, and then they introduced Heavensward and then Stormblood and now Shadowbringers. But yeah, if you want to just like Honestly, Ruben, because we were talking about we were talking about getting you to back into play in the in the voice <laughs> chat last week. We're like, I was like, I will literally buy him the level skip to seventy. Don't, don't and do <laughs> so that he can be at Shadowbringer, so that he can play through that story and just do it with the trust system and not have to worry about like playing with other people if he doesn't want to. So well, what I need to do, I think, yeah. is I need to I need to like I need to hop back into it a little yeah. bit, like yeah. get myself back on a schedule of like every couple days playing some yeah because i want to like get to a place where i'm like because i i was in that place for a minute where i was like you know every couple nights even by myself i'd hop on to play some yeah um so i want to get to that back to that point because i want Mm -hmm. to like i want to make sure that i'm down to like pay the monthly on it yeah um and that i'm not gonna be like wasting my money which i know it's easy to cancel whenever but i just want to like put myself there Mm -hmm. and then i think once i'm like okay cool i'm back in the groove i remember how to control shit because there's a lot of controls yes (laughs) um I remember how to fight. Yeah. Then I think once, if I can get to that point, mm-hmm. which I think should be more than possible, yeah. then I think I would maybe do the skip. That way I can be on current shit. Yeah. Um, and, and use glamours. And, <laughs> yes. and look how I want to look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, And if anything, we can also help you like with the best layout that you can do for your controller if you're playing with the controller, which, by the way, Final Fantasy XIV has the best controller support for an mmo i have ever seen the mapping's really really good it's really really good before yeah um i was like i was surprised it's it's definitely one of those things because like you know it's an mmo there's a billion things that you can do yeah um so it's definitely a thing where like most of what you're doing is you're kind of like holding a trigger to change like what all of your face buttons do so it's kind of like you're kind of manually macroing quite a few things um but it's it makes sense. It's pretty much all fully customizable so that like you can put whatever you want, wherever you want. Um, yeah, it works. That game's really good. Like, I think that there's basically like two major camps of MMO people right now, which is like people that love WoW, that have been playing WoW for forever. And it's just like, that's the thing that they like because they they like how WoW does stuff and they don't love how Final Fantasy 14 does Mm -hmm. stuff. But like everyone else I know, especially people that are getting into an MMO new, really love what 14 does. So, um, Honestly, if nothing else, I just want to like play long enough to go through all of the near content. Yeah. So now that my character is at eighty, and because you have to beat the base content for um, Shadowbringers to unlock the near raids, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited because I just beat all of the co- like I'm done with all of the the main story content that is available in the game. Oh wow! Like nice. basically the the main the MSQ quest marker that's at the upper left hand corner of the screen says to be continued. How many hours is that, DJ? Um, ooh, I don't God, I don't know how many hours the main campaign for Shadowbringers is off off top, just because yeah. I've I had a I literally had a week and a half off from work, so I just got mm-hmm. through. <laughs> I was just I, I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. Um because um, uh, that's not a problem necessarily for me. Like yeah. by all means I have thousands of hours in Destiny at this point, you yeah. know. So Yeah. I would say probably like 15, 20, maybe well. 
Maybe oh. 20 to 30. Maybe 20 to 30 for the story 30, stuff. 30 is nothing. That's... Because there's, like, a lot of, like, cutscenes. And, like, I mean, and the story is so good. It is mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, I, will, I, will I be lost going to Shadowbringers and skipping the previous stuff? Um, In certain stuff, I mean, it w- in certain stuff, it would help to have a bit of a primer of what happened in the expansion prior to know. I'm sure there's a YouTube yes. primer or something I can oh, watch. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. There's absolutely mm-hmm. a primer that can get you caught up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. The story mm-hmm. in Shadow, in Shadowbringers was very fucking good. Um, oh. I, again, like, I think that Final Fantasy 14 has the best story stuff in contemporary Final Fantasy games as of late. Like, it's... which is why I'm excited about 16 being made by that team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to bus- that. Business unit three, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whatever, like really like like bunk ass name within like it's like not like mm-hmm. oh this is like the crystal team or whatever it's like no it's like business scene at three which is fucking hilarious to me um yeah it's funny because for me i think my quarantine like rabbit hole has mm-hmm. been this this is probably no surprise to anyone who knows how much of a, a piece of trash i am <laughs> has been vtubers yes i just i'm just like i'm not i'm not at the point like i don't have the time nor i think the the want to sit down and watch like a live VTuber stream. Like I'll yeah. check in on occasion if I happen to also be sitting down and like doing nothing and just want something else on the background. Yeah. If there's someone that, if there's a VTuber that I like who's streaming, I'll like have that up while I'm doing things. Um, I do love watching like all the like clips and compilation shit though, of just mm-hmm. like the good funny shit that happens. Um, I could never see myself like super chatting, which uh, so super chat um, uh, when you're on YouTube, when they're live, right? You can like type things in a chat for normal, but if you attach money to you, you basically like ten dollars, it'll highlight what you've said in chat, so it's more yeah. easy for them to see on their chat stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people do that where it's like the the different money values have different colors. Yeah. So you're more likely to get like a direct response. So there's definitely like people that just are simping real hard yeah. um for these VTubers that would be like a hundred dollars. And it's like I, I just want this VTuber to respond to me, which like uh, there's a billion things we can talk about with parasocial relationships online. Yeah. Um, and how fucked up they can be. Yes. But, um, the thing that I've been enjoying about it though, is that like for the most part, and maybe I'm just being completely duped. Um, most of the VTubers seem to like, I don't know how fair the back end of it is. I don't know how, how well, like how well compensated they are by Hololive or like Niji Sanji. Yeah. Um, Versus like or or V Shoujo, any of those groups, um, but they seem to get to largely just do what they want to do, yeah, and kind of schedule how they want to schedule, yeah. Like there's a couple of etiquette things. I think that you tend like they tend not to talk about VTubers that are part of other organizations, mm-hmm. um, and like in chat you're not supposed to either. It seems like um, some of them had previous personas before they worked for Hololive, where it's like you are, aren't really supposed to talk about or acknowledge those previous personas for the most part. Mm. But, like, outside of, like, some of those things that are... It reminds me of wrestling, like, keeping yeah. it kayfabe. Like, yeah. outside of those rules, everyone, like... I don't know. When people did their debuts, I think a lot of characters felt really put on. I think some people are still doing, mm-hmm. like, kind of put-on voices. But as everyone's gotten more yeah. comfortable and has been doing it more, it, it just feels like it's charming people playing games it doesn't feel yeah. any different than me watching other people do playthroughs um they're right. just like cute anime people and obviously because i'm trash i'm just like this is good <laughs> <laughs> i'll sit down and watch this yeah um so it's also just like i think because it's like it, it goes into the weird like uh 
like lacrosse was all about having like virtual idols right and so we yeah. started getting that with like miku and yeah. kazuna i and it's like that's just happening more now where we have like virtual let's players and streamers yeah. um and the thing that it's doing obviously like it's doing it because like everyone's like waifus but it's also like it's mostly women like there yeah. are hollow stars is like the men in hollow live yeah um and there's definitely dudes who are streamers that are successful vtubers yeah. but it's mostly women and like that's a little bit of a shift i feel yeah, like from like, yeah. the top owner like top earners and stuff so like mm-hmm. i i don't know i just i dig that yeah i um, like that too yeah so to me it's like it's just, it's it's almost more than anything it's interesting to me as a like weird cultural thing mm-hmm. that's like really weird futury of just like yeah we watched there's a person puppeteering this thing but like the thing that you like like a lot is this virtual avatar yeah that does these things and like everyone is just accepting that like no this is the person the virtual yeah. avatar is who they it's are just, it's just it's you... just them yeah like yeah like kizuna is is kizuna it's not someone behind kizuna or whoever and like you start to, like i guess at some point sega tried to like change kizuna's voice actress mm-hmm. and like people immediately felt like new um yeah. and it like caused a kind of a meltdown and i think like everyone realized okay like cool we can't like we have to retire characters yeah um people are not going to allow them to be somebody else because people are uh, like attached enough to them right that you can't just like swap out the voice for them yeah um just like really weird really cool good and bad but like it's just been um an interesting thing to like read about and and learn more about mm-hmm. um also like the potential to to make streaming more accessible like yeah as far as like you know it, you you're not on camera like you are on a camera but it's just yeah. for your face tracking stuff yeah everything else about it it's like again it lets you be someone who you're not yeah um and that's i don't know it's just interesting to me mm-hmm. it's just an interesting weird thing yeah yeah i think it's really neat so i'm looking forward to seeing what what is the future of vtubing but yeah it's pretty cool mm-hmm. yep and i'm sure it'll again like continue to be like fine and unhealthy <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah absolutely i'm just like i'm just glad that i am not the personality type though that's like i'm gonna here's a hundred dollars to get this anime girl to talk to me or right. talk at me or respond to me because yeah. i was just like when i see that i'm like god i hope you're rich i hope you're rich and i hope this isn't like ruining your life yeah it's like please i hope you're not you know going into debt for a vtuber yeah Please. That you have, like, that your significant other is going to find out you've, like, wasted your children's college savings oh on, my God. on Super Chats. Mm. Yikes. Um, and something that I just started, um, because I got it for Christmas, is uh, Like a Dragon, the uh, oh. Yakuza game that this dropped. That is the turn-based RPG. It is so good and so charming and... I'm really, really impressed with it so far. I'm, like, still in the very, very beginning of the game, but so far it's just been such a treat. It's been really, really delightful playing that game a lot. I I like the um, Ichi. I like the main character. He's very, very Mm -hmm. sweet. Um, He's very dumb, um, but, like, super, super, like, lovable. Um, Just his whole backstory that she gets to play through and witness and then where he ends up when the game kind of opens up is really compelling and yeah it's it's been nice to engage with ips that i have been a fan of but haven't really played very much so i'm really excited to be part of the 
Yakuza fandom because it's really, really great and really charming. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into it because also I haven't played too much of it, but mm-hmm. it's so far it's just been a treat. I really I need to finish really like it. Yeah, I need to finish zero. Like I've played through I got I'm probably like a third of the way through it. Mm-hmm. And it's like a game that I like pick up and put down every couple like months. Yeah. Um but like I love Kiryu. He's yeah. a great he's a good boy. Um yeah. and those are games that like certainly, especially because they've they've been around for a long time, yeah. certainly have like problematic content. But from what I understand, mm-hmm. especially about um also are like really wholesome and really good about some other things. Yes. Too. Yes. And I've heard that like Seven doesn't shy away from talking about a lot of like societal and even like governmental issues in japan it does it does Um, it really it goes into that yep and like is pretty like talks about them pretty like head-on and is pretty progressive about them yeah um so yeah i'm uh i'm i want to get to that i think i just want to play through a couple more of the uh mainline game first Mm -hmm. or not mainline but like a couple more of the kiryu stuff yeah first yeah, so, um, and visually it looks great. Like, even though the PS5 version of the game won't be out until March, I'm playing it on yeah. PS4, and it looks it looks really, really good. And so I'm really curious as to what the next Yakuza game that is designed for the ground up for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S will look like, because it's looking pretty good. And, are yeah, you, I, I, are, I like are you it playing the PS5? Are you playing the PS4 release on your PS5? Yes, because the PS because okay, yeah. it's the the new generation versions of the games were timed exclusives. So yeah, for Xbox. It's, yeah. yeah, it's timed exclusive for Xbox. So the PS5 version will actually be out in March, I believe. Yeah, but if you buy, I know that if you buy the PS4 version, um, you get a free upgrade to the PS5 version. Well, I think I'm, that's one of the games. Yeah, I'm excited. I think for that's that one of the games that has the free upgrade. Like once it comes out, um, it just gets patched basically. Sick. I'm very excited. Yeah. For so. That. I need to get around. Also, it goes on sale for like 30 bucks all the time. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. with Aegis Rim. Aegis yes. Rim is constantly on sale. And that's a game that knowing Vanillaware um, might not be, there might not be that many prints of that game. Yeah. As I've so known. If you're interested, I would buy it. As I've read so far, it sold 300,000 copies worldwide. Um, mm-hmm. So while that is a lot of copies of a very like niche type of game from Vanillaware, um, it's still not as much as it should because that game is very good. Um, so it's currently today, as of January fifth, it is on sale for thirty bucks right now. Yeah. So I think it's on sale both digitally and physically. But yeah, mm-hmm. when I bought it, I caught a sale on Amazon for it for thirty bucks. So that's why I yeah. snagged it. But I bought it physical for the same price. I yeah. think again because it's also like vanillaware games do that frequently mm-hmm. where like they don't make that many physical copies of them yeah. so if you want a physical copy you got to get in on it fast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah yeah it's good mm-hmm. yeah but that's pretty much like my quarantine holiday games that i've been playing for the most part um i've watched a lot of things yeah over the past couple of months um I'm trying to think Community is the thing I'm working through right now. I've just been watching Community from the beginning, mm-hmm. which is so good. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, my husband and I finished both The Good Place, and so good. It's so good. And Shit's Creek, and Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. Both had wonderful send offs. I I really appreciate it when shows are like we've told the story that we want to tell, so now that we can yeah. actually end it and not it just getting canceled and whatever wherever it ends up is what, where it ends up. So I was really excited to see how Shit's Creek rocked up. And The Good Place fucked 
me up. Ooh, the ending of that I'm series the, fucked me up. The last season in general, I'm just was like... So, it was so good. But that last episode, though, Aaron and I were both just, just completely fucked mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Good Place is, like, I think one of the most, like... I think the first two or three episodes of the first season, mm-hmm. I didn't love. They yep. felt really twee. Yeah. But, like, the moment you get past those first couple episodes, it's just... It's so so well written and it's yeah. so funny and there's like a joke in like almost every sentence mm-hmm. um and there's like so many like great visual jokes too like it's just yeah. it's just amazingly crafted um and just a great show and that that yeah the that last season i've heard that shit's creek also um i think i'm like part way through season two yeah and i've heard that that, ju- that show just gets better and better it, yeah it, it keeps getting better yeah and i will say this about the good place i like that yeah the like the first three episodes felt kind of twee it did really mm-hmm. feel that way. But I think after that, the show really kind of found its footing and kind of found its voice. And it just was just solid. There wasn't, there isn't a bad episode of The Good Place. No. Like, there really isn't. There isn't a single bad episode of that show. And yeah, the writing, like, is so sharp and it's so quick. And I love that in that show, there are jokes where a character will say something. And then it's typically they're correcting Jason for saying something stupid. Mm. But, Mm -hmm. like, the way that they address it and move on so quickly, and it's so funny. Like, it's just that that kind of snappiness in the writing and where it's just super humorous and sharp. Like, it's it's great. It's really, really great. And, man, you're you're in for a treat with... um, with a uh, Shit's Creek, it's it's really really good. Like that whole cast is incredible. Catherine O'Hara. Oh oh my god, like, Moira fucking queen, the queen Rose. of queens. Like she is amazing in that show. Every look, every fit, <laughs> looks like she's on a Broadway musical that like is fucked. That has that has gone wrong. Like not a, yes. like, not a good Broadway. Like. Like she's she's a different character in like Spider Man Turn Off the Dark every yeah. you know what I mean yeah <laughs> and like and as we were watching that series the whole way through me and Brandon like I would like grab him and squeeze his arm I'm like babe look at her wig look at her wig look at her wig like it's just oh god like the amount of serotonin that I got from just looking at Catherine O'Hara and just every single word that came out of her mouth. In that show was just. She's just the biggest mess. In oh the my world. god! And it's I'm like brilliant. It's brilliant. Like such such good television, such good writing. Like really great stories. Like a, a really solid ending that just felt good and yeah, just incredible. Everything about Catherine O'Hara in that show is like. That's who I want to be in 30 years. Right. Like, if I could be Catherine O'Hara in 30 years, I'll be so excited like, and so happy. It's like, that person is just so self-assured, and they know who they are, and, like, just so fucking chaotic. Like, like it's just... Like, when I think of people who are, like, like real, like, chaos gremlins now, yeah. I'm like, what if you got older and that, like, you got refined, but the chaos energy never went away? Right. Like, oh, my God. You're just, just, like, bougie chaos now. Yeah. Oh, um, God. It's... I always... Uh, Watching The Good Place, I always tease Aaron because um, Aaron is really similar in a lot of ways. To, and she always makes fun of me because she's like, but she sucks. Um, to, um Eleanor? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and like, obviously, like, Aaron's not near, like, Aaron's really sweet, so she's not an asshole the way that Eleanor is. Yeah. But they're, 
Eleanor has a billion hyper trashy gremlin tendencies. Yeah. That are like, Aaron has all the same ones. <laughs> like the like intense love of cocktail shrimp. Um, I do love cocktail shrimp. <laughs> the like the intense uh, bisexuality. Yes. <laughs> like, um, like I'm trying to remember. And and also just Aaron Aaron grew up in Jacksonville, which is where um what's his name is from in it. Where Jason um, is from. Yes, yeah. and so all the all the Jacksonville jokes, she's just like, "Yep, this is all someone someone on this writing team must be from Jacksonville, yeah, or like know it well because it's all true." So we always I always tease her about it. Like Eleanor would do something, I just look at her, and she'd just yeah. be like, "Stop, <laughs> stop it." <laughs> um, trying to think, yeah, watching through community, which like, God, that show is just so. Dan Harmon obviously has his issues, yeah. um, uh, but like, man, he he knows how to write a show that's very funny and also is a constant gut punch yeah. of just like, humans are sad and yeah. flawed and flawed. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's such a sweet show for being as like stupid and ridiculous as it is. Mm-hmm. And also just like a ridiculous show. Yes. Like, yeah. It's constant weird, like one-off like genre episodes and stuff. Yes. And, um, it's just really good. Uh watching a lot of community i've been watching some bridgerton which is that like british ass i love messy white woman bullshit so much and because it's shondaland i'm like there's gonna be brown people in it and it's gonna Mm. be fucking messy and it is it is so good oh the fucking the duke is like the finest man. man A man. This man. A man. My God. And like, who says shit in that show where I'm like, did people say this shit back then? Right. Like, the, he says like sexually forward things where I'm just like, is that, can you say that? Yeah. Can you say that now? Right. Um, <laughs> I need to watch more of it because I, I, I have heard that that show like goes from like Regency era drama and continues to be that. Yeah. Um, we, we started it and Aaron was like, this is Gossip Girl. Like, this is- <laughs> <laughs> like this is just gossip girl. Oh god! So it's like someone's like writing these papers that are rumors and things about people. Yeah, and puts everyone in a tizzy. It's just gossip girl. Oh my god! And I was like, I I haven't watched it, so I wouldn't know. Um, but uh, I I assume she's right. Um, but like I've heard that that show does devolve in a good way into just like yeah. Regency era porn. Like it Great. just gets so horny, and there's so much fucking. Yeah, and it's like real horny fucking and I, I got to like the first episode where i think there was like more of it yeah and i was just like all right okay mm-hmm. i'll take it yeah this is great oh my god yeah uh, we started it too i'm like this is this is what i wanted this is what mm-hmm. i needed i needed white excellence and but also with people of color in it like it the mess the mess <laughs> the the scams and schemes that are happening in that show I'm living. <laughs> DJ, now you said this is me not being... You said that it's Shondaland, is what you said? Yeah, so it's a Shonda Rhimes show. So if you watched uh, um, Scandal, How to Get no, Away yeah, with no, Murder, no. Um, yes. also, uh, Grey's Anatomy. So, oh, you know, okay. it's... Shondaland Rhimes. I got it. Okay. It is, yeah, her, her thing is called Shondaland. Like, it's kind of... It's like her uh, whole, It's like all of her stuff. And I'm like, this... This this woman is giving me everything that I want because I don't think I've watched any of her stuff ever. When I tell you that you need to watch Scandal, <laughs> I've heard Scandal's amazing. It's so good and ridiculous. I oh god, and just Carrie Washington is acting. 
Well, Carrie Washington's always. And, the, like, and then, and then, but How to Get Away with Murder, which we still need to go back and finish. I think we're like two seasons behind. But that show is over now. But again, like, Viola Davis. Viola, I invented acting Davis, is just perfect. She mm-hmm. is so fucking good. And that cast is so, oh my God, that cast is so good. That cast is really Dude. fucking good. <laughs> Did you watch Ma Rainey's Big Black Bottom yet? I have not. I have not watched it it's, yet. DJ, it's I heard so it's good. Re- I heard it's really good. It's it's very obviously, like, uh, this is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's obviously a adaptation of a stage play. Yeah. Just because, like, there are monologues in that movie. Bitch, and I love but a monologue. Uh, and, like, pff, it, one of them, both of them, I think there's at least two that Chadwick Boseman gives. Yeah. And, like, what a fucking loss. Like, yeah. Like in general, I think like we all already knew it, but like watching him, this is his last role. Yeah. Um, before he died, and like, whoo, like the acting is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and the and the movie is in general just really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I would say like I encourage anybody. It's just <clears throat> great. And then I watched Soul, and that that was you know yeah <laughs> that was a movie. Okay, so I want to get into this right now. So I'm so I'm, I'm right so now. glad that you brought this up. Thank you very much for uh-huh. bring, thank you very much for bringing this up. So um, I've I've been <laughs> I, I know you get some, some trials online, DJ. I've been marinating and ruminating on my thoughts on Soul for um for I guess over a week now that I've watched it since I've been ruminating on it since Christmas. So this is my these are my thoughts on Soul now that I've had more time to even think about it since uh, since I made that tw- a thread on Twitter. So. There are a lot of great things that happen in that movie. And mm-hmm. the only reason why those things happened is because they had they hired on a black co-director. Those are the only things in the movie that are good. I am personally so fed up and tired of movies from Disney and Pixar and DreamWorks as well of animated films with people of color and none of the people of color, except for Moana, none of the people of color in those movies are in their own bodies for the bulk of their own movies. So the black community is split on this and it's perfectly fair and fine. But my stance on this, which is what I also said on Twitter, is the parts of soul that are good are the parts where we're not even dealing with the soul stuff. All the stuff that deals with Joe's character in reality, in in his life, and in his world, are good. I've seen so many non-black people of color and white folks being like, "Oh my god, it's this most amazing film! You're gonna be, you're gonna cry, you're gonna this, you're gonna that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, and I was like, "I'm ready for it because literally the second, even though it's not Pixar, but the second Moana was on screen, mm-hmm. I was in tears." Yeah, Moana's great. I was in tears because it was so nice and refreshing to see a brown-skinned woman of color being the main character of a film to where she is the focus. She gets to be her, surrounded by people of her culture and her family, and it is done so beautifully with a lot of care. I'm sure that within that community, they were able to identify the issues that are in that movie, but all in all... Like, so delightful and so good and so just wholesome and so good. I want that 
for a black character in one movie that is not Spider-Verse. It would be so mm-hmm. nice to see a black princess be a black princess the entire film. No transforming into multicolored blobs, cats, frogs, pigeons, <laughs> whatever. None of that shit. I am really tired of of Hollywood thinking that black bodies aren't marketable unless Mm -hmm. we are somehow transformed into some sort of creature that is not identifiable as black. Mm -hmm. I am so done with that. And the biggest thing that rubbed me the wrong way in soul is that Tina Fey is voicing the black character for a good portion of the second act of the movie. And the fact that this black man's body is now in a cat and he has to watch the voice of a white woman because they explicitly said that, oh, I'm a soul and I can sound like anything, but I choose to sound like an annoying white woman. So like, ha ha ha, the joke about white women being annoying, that's funny, great, whatever. But that was still an act of choice to choose Tina Fey to voice that character. 22 could have been voiced by anybody on the planet. I still wouldn't have liked the story of Soul very much, even if it was the exact same story and Issa Rae or Regina King, Regina Hall, um, Issa Rae, uh, like, like Tiffany Haddish, like any mm-hmm. black woman that exists in Hollywood, even a no-name actress, a black actress in Hollywood voiced 22. I still wouldn't have cared about the story as much, but I wouldn't have been so irritated and annoyed. I would have been able to forgive that had it been an all-black cast of the main characters of this story that is supposed to be about jazz and the black and black people and their experiences and all that stuff. Like the barbershop scene was great, but I wish I wish that scene would have been Joe in his own body and not twenty two acting as him. That's- like that particular scene is not about like it's a great scene yeah. and it sucks that it's like this white woman did better in your black space yeah. than you could ever do right. because you're not confident enough you're not comfortable and that sucks yeah. so bad right that being the underlying message of that scene sucks yeah and I like there were so many things that they did not address in that story like there's a whole bit about Joe having a relate having a woman in his life mm-hmm. and they never address her. No, they bring it up. And they bring it up and, and never it. talk about her again. And then there's this whole like that movie could have been the same movie, but my friend Daniel did a really great write up about what it could have been. Like they t- they kept bringing up Joe's dad about how he was also a musician and we lost him. Like why couldn't Joe's dad have been the soul to guide him back to Earth to show him how yes your passion isn't your purpose. But mm-hmm. look at what your passion and how it has impacted the people in your life. Like, there's a the whole thing about the the student that gives him the shot at that gig that he had. He was like, you were such an important part of my life. And why wouldn't I give back to you with if I didn't have the opportunity to do so? And then there's a the mm-hmm. whole bit with the student that played the trombone. That it could have explored how his impact affected that student's life as well. It could have been a... It could have been this story that's kind of like based on the trope and the trappings of this is a wonderful life. Showing how Mm -hmm. Joe's impact has affected all the people around him. 
and why he needs to kind of take the blinders off and see that, yes, you can be passionate about music and jazz and wanting this career, but look at also all the things that have impacted your life. You are, you're denying this woman that, that wants to be part of your life because you're so hyper-focused on jazz. You have students that you have actually had a huge impact on, but you're so focused on jazz, you don't realize the impact that you're actually making in the classroom. Like, there's so many things that they could have touched on that could have made that story even better and had 22 in that whole situation there, but approached in a slightly different way, or 22 being Joe's dad as a soul that guides him through the whole situation. But it felt like two different movies combined into one. And looking mm -hmm. at some of the information that I saw about the movie prior to all yes. that stuff happening... It was a completely different movie. Yeah, my understanding was that movie started off as a movie about 22. So I think Tina Fey was like on board yeah. really early in that process. So like there is there is a degree that I get why Tina Fey was in the movie. Yes. But I think the movie, they it feels weird. Because like also that movie, so originally Joe's character from what I understand, or like that movie started off about Tina Fey's 22 character. Then it kind of turned into what the movie would be about Joe. But I think Joe initially was an animator. Yeah, and um, was white. And was, the show was a little bit about, yes, and was white. and was about, like, the kind of animation, which was, it's funny because I'm like, okay, this is, like, the same with the datification of games thing, where it's, like, these people are getting older, so they want to make stories yeah. now about, like, th the things they've realized now that they're older yeah. men. Yeah. And they're not, I guess, because they're not as terrible people now because they realize that, like, right. women are people because they had a daughter, whatever the fuck's going on. Right. Like, it, it felt like it was maybe like one of those mm -hmm. i think that then changed from that character being an animator to being a rock like yeah a rock star yeah. in a band yeah and then they brought in um that writer um did he also direct or just write i think he was a co-director as well co-director yeah they brought him in and i think like it does then change to like joe being a black character in jazz and like that shit's great but then like make that the movie like right. I, like a lot of people were talking in Daniel's thread where it's like, well, then it would have been a different movie. And it's like, yeah, yeah. a good one. Like, it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> of course it would have been of different. Of course it would have. Yeah. And by all means, like, if you liked Soul, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, there's, and DJ, I saw the same thing. Like, the morning of, like, when it came out, I would say, I mean, I, I saw people of color that were liking it too yeah. because no race is a monolith, et cetera. Yeah. But, like, it was overwhelming how many white people, white people. Yeah. Um, I was seeing that were just like, wow, what a movie and amazed, like one of Pixar's best, um, which I think is like around the time when I was like, yeah, is this like Pixar's green room is, or not green room, green book. um, green book, yeah. green room's a very different movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with, with Patrick Stewart, uh, green book, because it does feel like the things that were done, just none of it felt like it was serving like a black story yeah. or the black community yeah. or black people. Like there's moments where you can see that yeah. stuff. There's moments where you can see that happening yeah but because it's this weird mishmash of two movies yeah you like it that movie also so like let's all the race shit aside yeah which is like so much of what that movie is also yeah well the thing is like okay also let's talk about that that movie like does not deal no like with race and that movie that movie all. isn't dealing dealing with race at all but it's like they wanted to inject like some they wanted to put some Lowry seasoning salt on the on the movie, and <laughs> and, and they did, and they, they did put some adobo on there. Yeah, like. and they and they absolutely did. They put some Lowry seasoning salt on that uh, in a couple scenes, and it was nice. And again, those were the parts of the movie where it stood out. The uh, again, uh, I'll put a note about soul spoilers in this, but the part of the movie that was like 
there's potential here and this is so good and so perfect was the scene where joe is talking to his mom about yes about what this means to him i'm like that scene perfect perfect so good and so powerful i thought it was fantastic and then it goes, whoa, 22, I'm in a black body, whoa! Like, it just, it just, mm-hmm. it took me out of it at every point. Like, I, I just, it just made me super frustrated. But, it's yeah, what, what, what were you about to say before I cut you off? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're, this is, like, this is also, like, fully, like, uh, we're both, like, people of color, but also this is a movie that specifically, like, very much marketed itself and and deals with black experience stuff yeah. so like you get to cut me off all you want because <laughs> um, like this is this is your lane yeah. to speak about stuff yeah. um but yeah it's just uh i don't remember exactly what i was gonna say but my thing was like watching it was just like there's all that good stuff mm-hmm. and those good moments but like oh this is what it was so like the big plot of that movie that ends up being the thing is like 22 is one of like the earliest there's like been billions of souls right yeah 22 is literally the 22nd soul and has never been able to go to earth because no one has been able to convince 22 why going to earth is a good idea yeah. and i was like y'all really think the person who's gonna cons- like this soul who like has had muhammad ali and like all these like famous people yeah. be their mentors in the afterlife to convince them that the earth is good you think, like, a black dude from, like, Queens or the Bronx is going to be like, yeah, man, living on Earth is great. Like, yeah. being a POC, yeah. like, we're not the ones to tell a soul, like, yeah, Earth is great because yeah. it's not for us. It sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And so, like, that was the thing that was just, like, that's, I understand that that's what the movie's about and that's, like, what the plot is. Yeah. But it just feels wild that, like, get a white per- get another white person up there. Get yeah. a white person who's just like, absolutely. I got a bre- I got a breakfast nook. It's great. Yeah. Like, like I I put mayonnaise on everything. There's this thing called mayonnaise. It's amazing. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not Yeah. It just that like there's so many little things to me like that that are disconnects that to me are like don't make sense because obviously they're there to fill the plot. Yeah. Not because it makes any sense for character stuff. Yeah. And so I'm just like especially especially like I know this movie was in development before 2020, yeah. but it's not like 2020 was new. Right. It was just more outwardly worse than before. Right. So it just feels tone deaf yep. after all of last mm-hmm. year to be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I'm a black man on earth. You should come down here. It's, it's great. great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I'm just like, mm, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm just brown and I would even say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not dealing with the same shit and I wouldn't say that. So like. I don't know. It just it just felt very funny and wrong to me. Yeah, yeah. So like again, like if you like the movie, more power to you. This is just my take from it as someone that like has created comic books about race and with black people at the center of the story. Like, and that <laughs> yeah, was DJ. and that was you know black through the entire graphic novel and isn't going to turn into a fucking bird or blue blob or whatever the fuck other creature that has to quote-unquote appeal to international audiences because fuck that because we've seen how well black panther did and everybody was a goddamn motherfucking black person the entire fucking movie and that movie was black as fuck with a black fucking director from the fucking beginning y'all it was called black panther he never turns into a panther straight up right you know what i'm saying like that's so like good job yeah like there's no fucking excuse so y'all can sit here and dance around the subject all you motherfucking want to but at the end of the day, I want you to name, think about it. I want you to think about it really hard. How many black 
animated feature films, be specific, animated feature films, meaning one, not a series, feature film that is animated, that has a black character as the lead and is black the entire time. And y'all think this is a podcast that like only me and DJ are on, but right now, like the entire internet. This shit is interactive, bitch. Think about it. This is Dora the Explorer. It's It's interactive. Find, find the movie with a black person in it, an animated movie with a black person in it. That's the main character that is black the whole way through. And no one, no one's saying anything because there isn't. Right. There just isn't. Like, <laughs> like, especially like maybe there's like some indie shit somewhere, yeah. but like there's just not a, a like Disney level. Right. There's not a DreamWorks level. Right. Anything. Um, but outside of yeah, all of the stuff mm-hmm. dealing with race in that movie that doesn't actually deal with race for the most part. Yeah. That movie also just isn't about like I. I was waiting because I was like, oh, the interesting aspect of this is, like, maybe a movie about, like, when you're an artist. Yeah. Like, is it worth ruining your life for the art? Yeah. That you, like, because both of us being artists, right? Yeah. Like, we have to make decisions all the time Mm -hmm. about, do I, with my full chest, pursue this thing that I love to do Mm -hmm. and that I love to create and that I really, truly care about? Mm -hmm. But then the rest of my life is a mess and I can't afford, you know, uh, medicine or healthcare or I can't support, like, all these things. Um there's always that like balancing act you have to do. Right. And like the movie deals with that to some degree. To a degree. But yes. Just doesn't. Yeah. Like all that stuff is set up in the movie to be dealt with the stuff with his father's about that yeah. shit. Like all of that shit's there. And so I was like expecting kind of like that to be the interesting part of the story or like where there's maybe a lesson learned. Yeah. And like near the end of the movie, literally the lesson learned is like, uh, Hey Joe, if you're always waiting for your life to start, You'll never start living. Yeah. That's like, that is roughly the, like, yeah. the message of the film. And it's such a fucking, like, yeah. Pixar has this thing that they're really into lately. And I think it's, uh, I think it sucks. People think it's, a lot of people like it. Um, and I, I don't know why, but it was the same problem I had with Inside Out, where it's like, well, instead of just, let's like, instead of telling stories about characters and humans, let's like tell stories about like metaphysical ideals and aspects or emotions or about the afterlife to like be really deep and like help you learn these life lessons because like we're personifying these things that are metaphysical or that like emotional or 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 whatever else and i'm like no like it just makes for an uninteresting story because you guys don't have characters anymore yeah and the characters that you do have don't do anything or they're underwritten or you guys don't do them service yeah um and so just on that alone, without the rest of the stuff happening with like how they just did like black representation dirty for the most part. Um, it's just a muddy film. That's not good. Yeah. So uh, like this in is my a, opinion. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I don't, I feel like it, it's trying to say something, but it doesn't really stick the landing and it doesn't know what it's it does, trying it, to say. Right, it doesn't. I like. Yeah. I came away from the movie, not knowing what are they trying to say? Like, Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like your passion isn't your purpose. Well, everybody says it's, that's what it's about, but that's only because they explicitly say that in the film. Like, but the thing is, like, it's not though. The movie consistently talks about like your passion is your purpose, but you can't be, you should not be defined right. by your passion, yeah. even though it's the thing that should drive you. Yeah, like they go back and they forth go back and forth on it constantly. Like, like I really want people to take off the rose-colored glasses from the film and again watch it again because what I watched was okay, so. Joe is able to access the zone or whatever. So when he reaccesses the zone, does while he's playing the piano, did he die again? Did he mm-hmm. die while he was playing the piano? 
and then go all that zone shit's really weird because yeah. people that are alive can just do shit yeah. in the zone that's not doing the zone thing yeah and they don't ever really like go into like why can this hippie just like stop being in the zone and enter the afterlife yeah and like they just needed again it, it felt like it was like we need this plot thing to work yeah versus it writing writing a plot versus writing characters yeah is for me like always like a, not a great way to tell stories yeah. because you then you just make things happen to make the story move forward yeah. versus making characters make choices right. to make the story move right. forward um it's not character driven plot driven stuff can be fun yeah. but character driven tends to be stronger yeah and there's just nothing about that shit that felt character driven to me. right and like the thing that i was super confused about was so he he's playing the piano and he goes back into the zone or whatever and then he talks to 22 and hands him the the earth pass so like there i'm like oh so is he did he just die again and then, so mm-hmm. because basically what it told me was, Joe finally gets what he wants. He gets the gig with this woman who apparently is really popular, but like they don't Who's really like really shitty but, and really mean. But like, but like it doesn't. But they didn't really explain as to why she was a big deal. No, they, she's just a big jazz musician. Yeah, and they didn't. Who's really mean? They didn't establish why she was a big deal and why is she mean and all of that. And then. He gets the gig, and then she's like, oh, we'll do it all again the next day. So in that moment, he's like, oh, I got the thing that I wanted, and I don't feel good now. So I guess I'll die? Yeah, pretty much. Like, really, y'all? Like, because that's what happens. He goes home, sits down, and starts playing the piano and goes in the zone and says, well, I guess I'll die to give 22 <laughs> her shot, their shot to go to Earth. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It, it's also wild where it's like, the, this is the first time you got the gig. Right. Like, the movie is very, very clear that, like, I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. I've built yeah. it up so much. And now that the moment has happened and it's not the thing I want, I guess I'll die. And it's like, no, nah, honey, that's how art works. Especially if you, like, if you really, like, gas yourself up that, like, when that thing happens, it's going to be the moment. You are going to be disappointed. Because yeah. art is hard and creativity is hard and performance is hard. Yeah. That's just how it works it might feel amazing and you might feel empty afterward but like you keep doing it for a bit yeah you don't do one gig that's your dream gig and go like man you know what i'm not fulfilled the way i thought i was fulfilled actually you know what i think teaching was a lot more fulfilling yeah but i'm not gonna do that either i guess i'll just die yeah yeah it's, it's wild it, it's wild and like and the fact that people don't see that they're like oh we like finally we, black people on screen it's like yes like we're it's that's the bare minimum like we have like y'all we have to want better and us critiquing the film if y'all are taking it super personally why i don't understand why like also like it's fine if you disagree with us if you're like man i love soul and it spoke to me in a way that's great because that means like good for you it it, it, It did did its job supposed to do for you yeah it did what it it did. did its job for you right yes like, but Lord, like, I don't think I'm being too hard on it. I don't it, think I'm being hard on, on it either. Pixar in general. It's more just like, it just felt, it felt like it did a really, really good job. And I think a lot of art does this. Um, and you know what? Like, it's a skill. Yeah. I think it did a really, really good job of feeling like it was very deep and yeah. feeling like it was very black yeah. and feeling like it was very much about yeah. something. But it wasn't. It, man, it did a great, but it wasn't. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it just like, it was the moment you look any any bit past like that surface level yeah it just wasn't and and i'm also i'm gonna i'm sorry if I, at any point as well i spoke out of turn during this conversation no, because I'm like i always feel i know i yeah. just always feel like i don't ever want to speak a person who's not a black person yeah like i don't ever want to speak uh 
in a way that sounds like too authoritative yeah. or too much, like I fully understand because I don't. I don't. I understand yeah. as much as a brown man does um, in this world. Um, yeah. But like as a non-white person watching it, those were my feelings watching it where I was just like, man, like I don't, I don't like what this is yeah. for what this seemed to say it was going to be for black people. Yeah. And what it actually was. Right. If it was the same thing, but it was Latino, I would have been pissed. So like, yeah, I would, yeah, I would have felt the same way. If, like, and even if the story was as it is and it was, a, and it was still a white dude, I would have been like, what the fuck? Like, it still would have been a bad story. Yeah, the like, story, the, the story in Soul isn't good because it's two different movies. Yes, like, and they and, ni- and neither movie is like fully. And, yeah, and neither oh. movie is fully baked. Like, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. Like, do, like if you don't you don't <laughs> like what I had to say, cope. Like, I, I that's just how I feel. Like, that's that's my feeling on it. So, cope. Like, I just um yeah. Anyway, that's how we that's this has been our We Hate Soul um, <laughs> podcast. We'll be back next week to talk more about how we hate soul. No, no. Um, let's let's get to some uh, questions from our yes. and y'all next next week uh, or hopefully next week. I'll, me and yeah. you, are gonna try to make this more more of a of a consistent thing. Yeah, we we always say that, and then like it's funny every time we say that we get less consistent, which I think yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Um. But um. Uh. Next week we'll be back to sort of a little bit more of our normal structure. But yeah. I think this episode has been very much like us catching up as well. Yeah. So hopefully that's entertaining for y'all to listen to. Yeah. Um. But let's let's get to some questions you guys sent us because we asked for some uh, specifically for some questions from our listeners and you guys are uh, rad and 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 gave us some yeah which is awesome so let me let me uh, pull that up real quick on our Twitter our Twitter has like almost as many followers as I do and doesn't really produce content and I'm offended by that <laughs> <laughs> I'm providing quality jokes all the time yeah all the quality time. comedy yes. quality political tweets. Follow the man. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. First one from... Uh, it's going to be weird because usually we refer to people by their uh, Discord names. And this is all on Twitter, which are different names for a lot of them. Um, but Bunny, uh, Bunny Cartoon on Twitter, uh, who's great. I love Bunny. Um, asks, what anime are we excited for this year? So I have to look at Anna, Anna chart. <laughs> so, so, so far, I mean, at least of what's out right now, um, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen has been really really fun to watch um really like stu- uh, studio mappa if i'm not mistaken is animating yes Jujutsu Kaisen. yes same as uh mappa also did uh, it's also i think it's the same director uh as god of high school as well yeah um it's really good like i really like it mm-hmm. a lot and like mappa's doing what they need to do for that show it looks it's it, like at least all the episodes that i've watched have looked pretty good and pretty consistent so far um i'm hoping that it's just yeah. like it's like a 13 to 22 episode season or something like that, kind of doing like a My Hero Academia thing to where they're not making it like a weekly serialized show so that it can maintain that quality. Because from what I've watched of Jujutsu Kaisen, I really, really like. Um, so that's one of the things that I've been into this year that have started. Um, I'm looking... It's getting really big in Japan, too. Yeah. Like, it's really gaining steam over there. Yeah. So I, I do think MAPPA... I do think MAPPA will do the Bones route of, like, they take a year off or something. Because, yeah. like, there's not that many... There's, like, a hundred-something chapters of mm-hmm. it. Um, and the anime is like going through that content pretty quick, like pretty quickly, not like super quickly, yeah. but like quickly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's, it's been very good. That show looks, uh, the character animation that show is so, so, but the combat animation is really nice. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I've really been enjoying Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm looking forward to Way of the House Husband uh, finally coming to the West. Yes. Um, so whenever that drops, I, I don't know if it has a date yet, but it's coming this year. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, if you followed me on various social media platforms for any amount of time, y'all all know that Sailor Moon is like my favorite thing on the planet. Um, I am actually really looking forward to the Eternal movies that are coming out. The first one of the two Eternal movies actually drops this upcoming Friday. It comes out on the 8th in Japan. Uh, I don't know what the deal is for the U.S. localization for it and who's going to distribute it or, or whatever. I heard some rumblings that it was going to be Netflix, but I don't know if that is uh, substantiated or not. But I am looking forward to it. I've kind of come around at this point. Like, I still think Sailor Moon Crystal Season 1 and 2 are very bad. Um, I think they're yes. bad, like, especially from an animation standpoint, they are very bad. I think that Ooh, yeah. Sailor Moon Crystal needed, like, each season, like, Season 1 of Crystal needed 26 episodes. Season 2 of Crystal needed 26 episodes. And Season 3 needed 26 episodes. Because there are story beats and characters that actually ha are important, but feel less important because there's not enough time to like get to know them and feel any kind of a way about them. So whenever people ask me like, oh, should I get into Sailor Moon by watching Crystal? I always say no, because it doesn't do a good job of telling the story of these characters that are actually important because it kind of glaze over them pretty quickly. So I think the best way to uh, get a hold of Sailor Moon is honestly to read the manga because um, it's available in the U.S. and... There's, like, a comics reading app on the Switch, which is owned by Kodansha. And really? Yeah. And if I'm pretty sure, I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's owned by Kodansha. And you can huh. read manga on the Switch. And that is the first place where Sailor Moon has been available digitally. So, um, if you have a Switch, maybe look into that. But um, if not, buy the manga. The Eternal Editions of the manga are, like, super jumbo-sized versions of the book with a brand new translation. And it's good. It's really, really good. Um, but I'm, uh, Inky Pen is the app you're talking about. Yes, I I'm not sure if it's available on iOS or Android or anything like that. But I know that it's uh, on the Switch, which is weird. <laughs> the uh, Air Gear Omnibus is on there. If you want to read Air, Gear. if you want to read Air Gear, um, if you want to like take just take a little throwback. I remember watching that anime. The, an the anime was bad. Um, oh, yeah. the anime was very bad. Um, but uh, I'm actually really looking forward to the Eternal movies. They they look good. For Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, Tadano is the character designer for the Eternal movies. And she was the character designer for seasons one and two of the original Sailor Moon anime. So the characters look closer to the 90s style. But still look like very much like new anime. Like the proportions are very different. Which are which is fine. Like I think it looks really cute. Um, I could go on and on about like... I could have... I could write a whole fucking paper on like breaking down that show and where crystal doesn't compare and all that stuff but i'm not going to do that but i am looking forward to the movies the first one drops uh, this friday and the next one comes up february 11th so i'm very both, looking forward to them both princess jellyfish and my little monster are on that app which are both good so reads. good yeah um the my little monster anime is actually very cute it's a really good rom-com series nice. if you're into that um yeah like, i'm trying to think of like uh well so like this season i don't remember like i don't i don't remember things that are coming out like later later this mm -hmm. year but this season's like just a shit ton of sequels to things that have been good yeah so like uh we're getting um 
uh, B stars season two. I'm uh, I'm ready. <laughs> season one was so good. I'm ready. Uh, we're getting uh, Yudu Camp or Laid Back Camp season two, mm-hmm. which is like, damn, like I don't really smoke much, but like I can't imagine a better show to hit a blunt to. <laughs> like just just girls camping in the wilderness, and it's funny and it's charming and it's relaxing. Um, Sells at Work season two, which Sells at Work was really fun. Uh, Heaven's design team, which I've heard the manga is really really funny. It's literally about the like people in heaven who designed animals. Nice. Um, this, which sounds super fun. Promise Neverland season two mm. is this season ready? Ready for um, There's, I I guarantee you it's gonna be messy and stupid and probably not very good. But there's an anime this season that is directed by the Code Geass director, and I believe the story is done by the girl in the and Kill a Kill uh, writer <laughs> called Back Arrow. I'm ready for the mess. The trailer looks the trailer looks like a mess. It's gonna be probably not very good, but I'll I'll watch it. Yeah. Um there's just a bunch of stuff this season, and that's just like known quantities. There's yeah. also a lot of stuff that looks interesting. Um uh ooh, I don't think it'll happen this year, but Mappa uh it was announced, so Chainsaw Man, like the first yeah. arc of it yeah. just ended in the manga. Yeah. And they announced that Mappa is doing the anime, anime adaptation. Yeah. So me right now, I'm like, I like Jujutsu Kaisen. I didn't really like God of High School. Yeah. That director's talented, but I would... I'm trying to like think of like what MAPPA team... I don't want it to be 3D CG. Like, yeah. Dodo Hodoro is so good, and that show looks really yeah. good, but the CG's not great, so it was, kind of, in my opinion, like done a little dirty. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of love put into it, mm-hmm. though. So, like, that team, maybe, just not 3D CG. Yeah would be my ideal knowing that mappa has mm-hmm. it um but like if that comes out end of this year that'll probably be chainsaw man's like one of my favorite manga i've read in a long time it's really good and really weird yeah um and really excellent um oh and like slightly unrelated but uh, read phantom seer phantom seer is a, a like a newer shonen jump series it's like maybe 10 mm-hmm. chapters in the art in that manga is beautiful nice like the style is like I'll have to show it to you later, DJ. Mm-hmm. Like it looks really good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. A question from. Fa- oh, we, we we actually we talked about this. Uh, games and anime that provided some nice escapism. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the last year, which we we covered already. Yeah. Um. Unless there's anything in particular that you can think of, DJ, that you didn't mention. Um. That I didn't mention. Let me think. Was there anything else that I didn't say? Oh yeah. Uh, Persona Five Royal. Um. I played that, mm. and it was, it was everything. Like, the new content was well worth it. That that new third semester in the game is so good, um, and all of the all of the mechanical changes that they, that they made to that game made it way more enjoyable. Like they rebalanced some stuff to make it. It, it was just good. I used a hundred percent guide since I went through the original game blind. Um, this time I was like, I want to use a guide so I can get. I want to see as much as I can see in the game, and I maxed out all my social, uh, my social confidants in, in Royal. So I got to see all their stories and all that stuff. When I tell you that at the end of the game, you have to, um, say goodbye to the rest, to to the entire cast. And when I tell you that I was literally in tears having to say goodbye to all the characters, I, I couldn't, I, I was a mess. I was an absolute Mm -hmm. fucking wreck. And I saved Ryuji for last. And when I tell you that like I was like I was like sobbing sobbing like like full on sobbing and I it, 
that those characters are so good. And you were talking about um, Shirami Lei earlier. She voices Makoto in Persona 5. And she's actually Sailor Venus in the new dub for Sailor Moon. So good. Um, and she's the main character. She's the main character in um, Brand New Animal in the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so good. Like I, I love that game. So that was also my other like game that brought me joy. It gave me close to two hundred hours to <laughs> immerse myself oh, into. I my my play, my my total playtime came out to being like one hundred and sixty hours. I feel like with Persona Six, I feel like I just need to like have some discipline yeah. and not get Persona 6 when it comes out yeah. and wait for like whatever the Royal version yeah. of it is going to be yeah. inevitably because like I want to experience the shit that's in Royal mm-hmm. but I, I just I can't I love Persona 5 but I can't do another like 100 plus oh, hours just watch a, run just watch a let's play of the third semester yeah I guess that's what I'll have to yeah. do um, because the, all the stuff with Kasumi is great it's really mm-hmm. good and the, oh, it. mm, it's so good it's really really good um, yeah, I mean, that game has a shit ton of problems, and we've talked about the issues that Persona 5 has before in the past, but love that game. One of my favorite JRPGs of the past decade. Um, let's see. We have another question from, the like, the ultimate homie that's been here for, like, a super long time. Catherine. Catherine's in here with oh, yeah, another question. Sure. Um, the <laughs> uh, question is, most annoying anime pet or animal sidekick or human sidekick? Um, so just damn you you know I got some of these but I can't think of any um one that I like, don't like just because they're a shithead is Cube in Madoka oh uh, see like I mean like I hate Cube but like I love Cube in the way that I hate Cube you know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah it's like I I love what a little piece of shit Cube mm-hmm. is so um Mineta that's the worst oh Mineta's the worst Mineta my, like like <laughs> Mineta's the worst and Mineta and that character like just just get rid make of them. them go away and i would enjoy my hero a lot more if mineta wasn't there god just just the fucking worst yeah like that's that's gonna be my answer i can't think of an anime pet that i really really dislike yeah. but uh yeah mineta's i would say mineta counts as like a human side yeah fuck mineta. just just fuck mineta so bad yeah um uh dennis uh q quarter moose asked most anticipated games of 2021 i don't know what's coming out this year right now. Yeah, like I with about it. with because of uh, of Miss COVID, like game releases have been pushed out all over the place. So I'm trying to think of what is coming. I'm I'm looking it up right now soon to see um, uh, what's happening. Uh, um, what is coming out? Uh, a Wikipedia article has. There's too much information in this Wikipedia article. Um, oh, so Deathloop looks interesting. It's uh, Arcane Studios, yeah. the people that did Dishonored and stuff. That looks interesting. Yeah. Like, the whole feel and look at that looks good. Um, uh, oh, shit. April. Near Replicant, version 1.2, blah, 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 blah. Yes. The remake of Nier. Yes. That's, like, that's absolutely... Uh, Guilty, uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Yes. Is on that list. Because uh, Strive looks really good. Uh, there's a new shit that came out today about the medium. That looks very Silent Hill, mm-hmm. so I'm like very horny for it. Um, we we're getting a, re- a re-release of the Scott Pilgrim game, which yeah. I do love. That game, yeah. Um, Bravely Default Two uh, is coming out in the end of February. So, oh shit, yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually yeah. That game is that game looked based on that final demo. That game looked done. So I'm I'm very I'm very looking mm-hmm. forward to that. 
Persona 5 Strikers, DJ. F- yes, finally. Finally, which is actually canonically supposed to be a direct sequel to Persona 5. So I'm looking forward to that. February 23rd? 20, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm very excited yeah, for yeah. that. Um, damn, we're getting a new Harvest Moon game? Okay. Oh, <laughs> fucking. Um, I need to finish the first one, but Horizon uh, Forbidden West. The Horizon, oh, is that supposed to be this year? supposed to be this year. There's no fucking way. I, that, there's I no way. That, I guarantee... that game is going to get pushed. That, that ga- game is going to get pushed to 2023. <laughs> like, and, and unless you've been doing, the, unless your game has been like super radio silence and stealth, and like you're going to show it when it's done, which some companies do. Yeah. If it's a game that I saw like a year or two ago, yeah. and there hasn't been any gameplay show, yeah. like if you haven't shown me gameplay at this point in 2021, yeah. and it's a big game like that, it's not. I don't think it's coming out this year. That game's going to be march of next year or something yeah um Um, there's no way i don't know what i don't know in terms of like uh development time like on the timeline where nintendo is but uh breath of the wild 2 i still think that's going to be holiday 2022 2021 at the earliest i don't think that this is the this is the 35th anniversary year for zelda Mm -hmm. right yes it's supposed to be the 35th anniversary year for zelda so if if there's if they can do it then i would say yeah i would say I would say that we get Breath of the Wild 2 holiday this year. Yeah. And I think either at the same time or before, we get a collection. We get like Please. a collection that has like Wind Waker. Please. Like basically give like Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, and like Skyward Sword collection. Give me Zelda 3D All-Stars. Give me yeah. give me that. I I want to play through um through uh uh, Skyward Sword again so bad, but I am not mm-hmm. dusting off the Wii U for all that shit. No, thank you. I haven't played through Skyward Sword or through uh, Twilight Princess. I've played like a little bit of each. So. Of the two, personally, I much prefer Skyward Sword to Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. but I like which is but a I like both. controversial opinion. Yeah, which, yeah, which is a controversial opinion. Controversial, yet brave. Um, but... <laughs> DJ's really, yeah. really putting it all out. Yeah. Um, um, no, Erin feels the same way. She loves Skyward yeah. Sword. Um, and Monster Hunter Rise comes out in March, which I'm looking forward that to. That same month? Yeah. Uh, Disco Elysium is getting its console release, which I really wanted to play that on PC, mm-hmm. which it might be better to play as a PC game. But um, that that game, everyone on Waypoint raved about it so much yeah. that I, I feel like I definitely want to try it. Um, uh, damn. Yeah, honestly, though, like, near. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything else, man. I'm so near Automata was so so good, yeah. like one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. So that's definitely the thing that I'm just like. Unless you're gonna like sneak a Final Fantasy game out of nowhere. No, near. we're not getting another Final Fantasy game out of nowhere. Like, if anything, it would be no. Final Fantasy Explorers Two, um, not Explorers, but mm. a, but World of Final Fantasy Two, which yeah, I love that game. Um, and then uh, Pokemon Snap is still coming out at some point. I don't know. If, oh, shit, I don't yeah. know if that's going to be this year it's, or not. It's a new Snap. Yeah, it's a, game, right? it's a it's new. A it's a new Pokemon Snap game. It's a, yeah, okay. it's, it's not a remake of the original. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things that I'm excited about. Oh yeah, um, Overwatch Two is still supposed to be a thing. Well, I don't know. So I haven't played Overwatch in a minute. I'm just yeah. like, I are they are they making a like story? Obviously, it's gonna have multiplayer. Well, they they keep on talking about how like Overwatch One and Overwatch Two are supposed to exist coexist like, yeah. together. Yeah. So I do wonder if like this is just gonna be 
a like a huge, narrative yeah like yeah single player style game mm-hmm. if there's gonna be any multiplayer component or not yeah oh and the new ratchet and clank game supposed to be out this year too which that looks incredible yo yeah that looks incredible I love ratchet and clank. i'm excited for that whenever that whenever that comes out but um other than that that's pretty much all that i can think of that 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 has like release dates or or like release windows i guess but uh mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm curious as to what this year is going to bring especially for the new systems um i i hope that nintendo says something about like a switch pro or just like a new switch that has a better that has a better processor in it because as much as i'm enjoying uh age of calamity on switch um it runs like absolute dog shit both uh docked and handheld yeah i heard that game chugs it chugs really bad also like i just I just, I just don't think, I don't know if I can get into like a, I played the demo and I was like, this is fine. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's not, um, like I want to play it for Zelda lore shit to some yeah. degree, but at the same time, I just, I haven't liked a Dynasty Warrior style game in a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I don't know if I'll, I'll give a shit about Persona 5 Strikers yeah. because of that. Yeah. I, I, I love those games. I always have. So I'm, I'm very much into it. Um, the, the Fire Emblem one was actually pretty good for the switch mm-hmm. i actually really like that one a lot uh like so all of the dynasty warrior style games that are like ip'd games over their type of gameplay mechanics have been more interesting than actual dynasty warriors games and for a very very long time especially if they you know what, especially if they're more rooted in the mechanics of their respective titles but just gameplay wise have that kind of engine they've been pretty fun you know i do take it back a little bit the little bit i've played of the um there, there's two of them basically that are like fate grand order yeah. stuff um just because i'm anime trash i was like i did i enjoyed those only because i was just like i like the way these characters look yeah. <laughs> like i like some of these they, characters. they look pretty neat oh boy those are some characters from fate oh, <laughs> they're cute oh, um, some anime titties um that was me um uh yeah so i think uh well before we sign off hopefully hopefully what i'm about to say next doesn't age poorly and by age poorly i mean when you're listening to this tomorrow um right now just because i'm just gonna i'm excited slightly um purdue is just a little bit ahead of ossoff and loffler's just a little bit ahead of warnock which normally i'd be like fuck mm-hmm. with like 86 percent of votes in mm-hmm. the majority of those votes that have yet to come in are all atlanta yeah like it's all atlanta it's all atlanta metro yeah. which is leading super super heavily for Ossoff and Warnock. Yeah. So um even though the numbers right now are in favor of the two, um I don't know if y'all are paying attention to to Georgia politics closely, but like Luffler's truly a terrible heinous yeah. rich piece of shit. A terrible person. And um a terrible person. And uh so is Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um they're both they made money off of COVID. Yeah. Like they knew about COVID being a bigger deal before everyone else and they uh, basically committed uh, did insider trading which is illegal you're supposed to go to jail right. for that um i would go to jail for that if i knew that my company was about to like get a huge deal with another company or an acquisition yeah. and i traded or bought stocks because of that i would go to jail if people find yeah. out um so most of the forecasting right now is pretty positive mm-hmm. that not only will warnock beat loffler which is what a lot of not a lot of people expected but like was definitely feasible but that Ossoff's going to be purdue which if that happens the senate will be split at 50 50 yeah. and kamala harris as the vp is the tiebreaker which means yeah. we'll have two years of 
if the Democrats don't do shit, like it's on them for those two years. Yeah. Like there's no one that can really stop them from doing things. Yeah. Also, Biden said today that if uh, we take Georgia, the two thousand dollars stimulus checks are going to happen. So yeah. like, everybody get that bag. That's yeah. Like, that's that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm cautiously optimistic right now here's hoping when you're listening to this tomorrow yeah. you're not like oh ruben you optimistic fool you believed for a moment right um so i'm i'm trying to bring that energy right now yeah i'm gonna i'm certainly going to channel all of my energy to georgia and hope for the y'all best. everyone put your hands up get that i know this is after the fact but like spirit get bomb, that, like please get that peach shaped spirit bomb going for the state Ooh. of georgia so let's let's mm. hope let's just hope but um yeah, this was this is so nice. I'm so glad that we were able that we finally sat down to get our shit together and bring in 2021 with a new episode, especially pretty early into the new year. Um, but yeah, um, before we sign starting off, starting off right, yeah, starting the new year Hate off soul. right. Let's go. And I'm hating. I'm hating. Um, <laughs> hating the scraps that Disney and Pixar have given us for our quote unquote black <laughs> representation in a feature film. Um, but um, if you want to tell me how much you hate me for having negative opinions about a Disney property, you can do that we'll get on, mine, first of all, you can do that on all the social media platforms at Oh Hey DJ. That's O H H E Y DJ on everything. I'm talking TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah. Those are the three that I'm on. So that's where you can find me and tell me how much you hate me and my opinions on soul. And uh, where can they find you? You can find me at Rubots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S, on most things. But, like, let's be real. I only do shit on Twitter. <laughs> All my friends are like, Ruben, you should do TikTok stuff. You could do funny stuff on TikTok. I have friends that are doing funny. You I, have like, I have a friend who has, like, a million plus followers on TikTok doing comedy yeah. stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, but I don't want to. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't have to make up skits all yeah. day and put them on the It requires a lot of effort. them for people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you just find me on Twitter, yeah. shitting, shitting things up <laughs> and having bad takes. Yeah, that's all. That's <laughs> all. Um, well, as always, folks, thank you so much for sticking with us. And if you want to join our Discord server, we will have a link up to where you can join our Discord server and be part of our crazy, chaotic little community of queer folk that love all things nerd and all things nerd adjacent. Yeah. So, um, also just shout out to that community yeah. straight up. Like y'all, we, we didn't release an episode for like what, six months, nine months, whatever it yeah. was <laughs> like, and y'all are just still it's... like, I can't even keep up with it. Cause y'all talk so much and, and have such a fun time in yeah. there. Um, and like are just good to each yeah. other. And like, that's my favorite shit in the world. So thank y'all so much. Big yeah. To and yeah, we had, we had holiday events too. We had stuff for, for Halloween yes. and, uh, Christmas Big and Thanksgiving. So I mean, a shout out to our mods because they really do bring another level of uh, of fun to the server, and they have done such a good job of just <laughs> you know keeping the peace on there. Which I mean, they don't really have to do much to keep the peace on that server because it's no, they don't. it's very much uh, moderated very well. But you know, our mods, we love y'all so much, and uh, we love y'all for listening and sticking with us. So we will see y'all very soon. Bye. Bye.